So, welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. We like to talk about movies, sports, or whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. And I'm the Fat Man. And I believe we're going to talk about sports today, because why not? So, we did attempt to YouTube our YouTube Live, our last sports talk. And theoretically, it was alive and it was watchable. However, I can't find it <laughs> on any of my stuff. <laughs> it's lost in the ether, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've now bit the bullet after three years of doing this, and I've made a Gmail account specifically for Pat the Fat Man. So if you feel like emailing us, it's Pat and the Fat Man at gmail.com. I know, super original. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the the world's a big, complicated place. Our show is not. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are not solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. That's right. All right, so tell us about your background screen. What are we looking at here? Oh, yeah, yeah, the background screen. That's um, that's Progressive Field, uh, formerly known as Jacobs Field. It is the home of the Guardians, formerly the Cleveland Indians, the baseball team in Cleveland. The reason why it's there... So report, I'm recording live straight from Jacobs Field. If you believe that, you'll believe anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, today, uh, the Guardians had their first um, playoff game, division uh, wild card series against the Tampa Bay Rays, that they won two to one. Woo! Guardians beat the Rays. It was a uh, it was really a pitcher's duel. It was just going to be come down to whoever really just messed up first and. Surprisingly, Shane Bieber, he's a former Cy Young pitcher. He uh, gave up the first run, a home run, a solo home run to, uh, I can't remember his first name. His last name is Siri. No kidding. His last name is Siri, S-I-R-I. Home run to the right center field wall, just over the wall. And then that very same inning at the bottom of the inning, Jose Ramirez hits a two run shot almost in the exact same spot. Hmm. And that was the game. That was the the scoring for the game. Both pitchers did really well. Shane Bieber threw seven and two thirds innings, giving up four hits, uh, one run, one earned run, one walk, eight strikeouts, and that was his day. And he did a really good job. And they handed the last uh, inning and a third off to um, Emmanuel Classe, who's now got twenty four saves for the year which is leading the league this year. And uh, they look good. Everybody looked good. Some of the young kids, uh, some of the major bats didn't come through, but Jose Ramirez, the reason we spent a hundred million dollars to get him came through with the only scoring action that we had for the game and did a really great job. So what you're saying is Justin Bieber threw the ball to Siri from the Apple software and Siri hit a home run. That's <laughs> That's what I got out of all that. <laughs> Which is not true. I actually understood what he said. I just found that funny. It's funny. Like last, it wasn't last year. It was two years ago. Major League Baseball did like a whole week where players would put, instead of their names on the back of the jerseys, their nicknames, whatever their teammates would call them nicknames. And Shane Bieber's was not Justin <laughs> on the back of his. <laughs> Which is funny because you can go online and you can see Justin Bieber wearing Shane Bieber's jersey and it says not Shane on the back of his. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That's good. Okay, so the Guardians made it. Obviously, the Rangers did not. They were bad enough. They fired several high key managerial roles within the organization weeks ago. <laughs> so that tells you how good they were doing even before the end of regular season play. 
my understanding the Strohs are still in it. Yes, uh, they're on to the divisional series. They get the bye for the series, like the Yankees. So they're waiting on whoever's going to win in Seattle versus Toronto. So whoever wins out of them plays the Strohs. Yep. Okay. I think the Strohs have finally gotten enough distance between them and the um, cheating scandal that it's not such a big deal anymore. Well, yeah, and then they hardly have any of the players that they had before. They have a few certain ones, Justin Verlander and Michael Bradley, but guys like uh, Correa. Well, Correa went to Minnesota, and then Miles Straw came from the Strohs, and we got him now in center field. Yeah. They still got Verlander. They got Altuve. Yeah, Altuve. Um, They got Pena. So they got some guys who were around last time they made a run at it. Verlander is one of the primary pitchers. He's really good. He's one of of the reasons that sometimes watching Major League Baseball gets really boring is because the pitching is so (laughs) flipping good. Right. (laughs) That That was this game, you know, because the scoring came in the sixth inning. And so you could feel that tension mounting of, okay... Who's going to break through first and what is the response going to be? Because when the the Rays got that first home run, I'm like, who? Okay, they need to respond. They don't need to score a run, but they need to start getting some hits because nobody was hitting the ball. Yeah. A good pitcher's duel can in a regular season is really boring. In playoffs, it gets a little nerve wracking because, you know, somebody's going to break and you're hoping it's not you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it becomes a matter of, okay. When your starting pitcher finally breaks down or when you get to the game where you don't or you have a weak starting pitcher. And you're really relying on your bullpen. You're like, well, how good's my bullpen? Yes. <laughs> and that <laughs> yes. was that was the Astros' problem last time when they lost to the uh, – it's not the Senators. Uh, or is it the Senators? Washington. Nationals. Nationals. That's right. Used to be the Senators, right? And then – Way back before – like when they were a team and then they weren't a team. <laughs> I think that ball club got moved to Dallas and that that's what became the Rangers, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So baseball's headed into playoffs. So we're getting to the point where I might actually start watching games in part because I'll <laughs> actually be able to see them. That's probably for me the biggest problem I have with watching baseball and basketball is I cannot reliably find coverage. Oh, yeah. Unless you're in that market. Yeah. There's nowhere I can go and say, okay, the Rangers are playing five out of the next six days. At no time will they be playing on any one channel more than once. Wow. If they're playing on any channel at all. Wow. Like I've got to skip from like Fox to CBS to NBC to the MLB app to the Bally Sports, whatever. And that's my biggest problem. Like once the playoffs get going and especially further along in the playoffs, One of the major networks has those, and so I can watch them reliably. But that's the problem with regular season ball play is like, oh, I need Fox Sports Southwest to watch them tonight. Well, I don't have that. I guess I'm not watching them. See, like here in Ohio, for the except for this series, because this series is being shown on ESPN, I get it on Valley Sports Network, Great Lakes. Cincinnati's in Valley Sports Network, Ohio. No matter if they're home or away, most of the time you can catch them on Valley Sports. If you have cable, you can use the Valley app and just log in through your cable provider and all that. On occasion, the game will be on Apple TV. If it's a Friday night game and Apple decides they want to televise that particular game, it'll be on Apple TV. But really this season, I haven't had any trouble watching any uh, Guardians games I ever wanted to watch. For Rangers, it's always just... It's all over the place. And so I, I give up. I don't even try. So I'm like, I, obviously, you don't care. <laughs> like, you're not going to make it easy enough for the fans to watch. I, I guess I won't watch. And that'll be another season. I still haven't seen them in their new field, which I'm sad about. And then I'm also kind of 
I like I like the old field. <laughs> what I saw on TV, if you're going to build an indoor stadium, at least use real grass. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming it's a movable dome stadium. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So then there's no reason not to use real grass, but it's it's turf. It's bad turf. It's almost shag carpet. <laughs> it looks bad. <laughs> that's um, pretty awful. And day games look like it's still at night because like the whole walls on the outer side are like black. So huh. it, it looks like every time you're going to watch a game, it's a night game, no matter what. <laughs> Interesting. wonder why they did that. It's weird. Especially when you consider they had time and obviously they had the money because the old stadium wasn't that old. So no. And they put it right next to Jerry World, so... <laughs> it's funny, because it's in between the old stadium and AT&T Stadium. Like, it shares a sidewalk with the old park. Mm-hmm. It's Globe Life Park and Globe Life Field, and literally they share a sidewalk. And I'm like, whatever. So, the Globe <laughs> Life Park is going to be where the XFL Dallas team plays, so I am excited for that coming up here in February. Football in the snow again. <laughs> Football in the snow. All right, so football front things have been terrible, at least for college. <laughs> I think the last time we, we spoke, you know, AM was coming off of a win against uh, Arkansas. Crazy game. I took us through it. It was it was crazy go nuts. We looked bad, you know, in the first and the fourth. We looked great in the second and third quarters, and that was enough to give us the win. Anaya Smith went out in that game at the towards the end. He is now out for the entire season. He is still a draft prospect for draft. I've I've seen that from non A and M boosters. I've seen it from other folks. So, but I do think this is his last year of eligibility. So, and he is out for the rest. He's got a foot injury. I want to say. So, unfortunately, we're out of Nia Smith, who is one of our one of two major playmakers. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball, especially since both of our, our receiving core is really young and our quarterback is young. Either one. Yeah. Coming into the. Uh, Mississippi State game, we were short Smith. We lost against Mississippi State last year. It was kind of the first sort of note in the in the demise of our season that was last year's. And, and don't get me wrong, last year's season, we did have a high note of beating Alabama, right? Uh-huh. But we lost to we lost to everybody else in the West. Uh-huh. We lost to Arkansas. We lost to Mississippi State. We lost to Ole Miss. We lost to LSU. The only person we beat in the West was Alabama. And Missouri, we beat Missouri. So those are the two West teams we beat. And we beat, you know, South Carolina from the East. I want to say we play Auburn. We played Auburn and we beat them. But we were last or second to last in the West at the end of last season. Uh-huh. It looks like we're shooting for dead last this year. <laughs> yeah. So the Mississippi State game, uh, the best way I can put it, it was a comedy of errors. It really was. Literally twice in the second quarter, we got down to the the five-yard line or the goal line and fumbled the ball twice in a row, two drives in a row where you drive it down the field and you get to the goal line and drop the ball and Mississippi recovers and goes down and gets points. Maybe three points, maybe seven, doesn't matter. They were unanswered points. (laughs) Right. They were unanswered points off of two what should have been massively successful drives. Right. So there was those two. Then there was the drive in the third quarter where we got all the way down, couldn't get it in, went to kick the field goal, had the field goal blocked, and had Mississippi State run the blocked field goal back down and score a touchdown on us. So it went from what should have been seven points to what we were only going to get three points to minus seven, right? 
<laughs> like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if special teams blocking wasn't very good. It didn't seem to me like the kicker was late. I swear on our special teams, our guys don't go for the ball. They don't go for the block. It just seems like they're just sort of hanging out on the ends there. Going through the motions. <laughs> right. I don't get it. And so that was painful. So I gave up. I was like, screw this. <laughs> oh, me too. Normally, I don't give up on games because that's my t- that's my day in the, in the weekend where I get to watch, you know, sports and be excited about something. And even then I gave up. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got with the kids and we went to a vacant parking lot and I had my son drive his little go-kart around. And he had a lot of fun, a lot of fun with that. And Maria drove, rode her bike around. She had a lot of fun with that. So we had a pretty good time <laughs> so as a family. got to watch better skills in, in that than you did in that football game. <laughs> yeah. Despite Micah, I guess, driving himself around enough spinning times to make himself throw up. He was still doing better than A&M did in the fourth quarter. So the fourth quarter comes around. We're making a drive. We're going downfield. Max Johnson gets hit. And and I watched this uh, yesterday and today, basically. Uh, I watched the fourth quarter (laughs) because I was so done. Max Johnson gets hit and he gets gets a thumb injury. My understanding is he's going to be out for at least the next game, maybe longer. So he's out with a thumb injury. So they bring in Haynes King. Right. So he was our starter at the beginning of the year. Now he's our starter again. He goes on the field, finishes the drive, ends up scoring a touchdown with his legs because he's fast. He really is fast. Well, of course he's fast. He's terrified of the other team. He's trying. <laughs> he thinks that there's somehow some some special force field in the end zone to protect him. So he's like running. Whatever motivates you, right? So (laughs) he does provide a much more comprehensive running strategy than Max Johnson does just because he can make plays with his legs, whereas Johnson, he can, but he's not as fast as King. So he does end up scoring touchdown. We do manage to stop Mississippi on their next drive. So we have a shot then, like we're we're within two scores, basically. And I want to say, I don't know, third play, fourth play, King throws an interception that turns into a touchdown. It's a pick six, basically. I think it's a straight up pick six, if I remember. I don't think they catch the guy. So, yeah. So. <laughs> that's when the wheels came off. <laughs> yeah. That's when the re- the wheels came off because then they kick off to us and we get down the field and we throw another interception. So we turn the ball over again. This time it's further down the field. You know, we stop the guy, whatever. And then the the quarterback, Mississippi State quarterback, throws a long bomb. Guy catches it, runs in. For a touchdown. Literally one play. They have a one play drive after that. They, so they score twice mm-hmm. in quick succession, basically because of interceptions from Haynes King. So we get the ball back with like three minutes left and King does get the offense to move all the way down. We do get some help from the refs. There's a couple pass interference calls. One of them's eh, the other's like, yeah, that was pass interference. <laughs> like you can't tackle the guy before the ball even gets near him. he can't be on the ground underneath you as the ball sails through where he was you can't say you were going after the ball when you were clearly just going for the player Mm -hmm. (laughs) we get a little help from the refs on that drive but uh johnson does end up putting it king sorry king yeah into the end zone mostly it actually ends up being one of our backup running backs uh number 24 but he ends up getting two really good like straight up the middle rushes finds holes gets 10 or more yards, and one of them happens to go into the end zone. So King, you know, effectively is at zero, right? Because he scored, he's managed to get the offense down and score two two touchdowns, but he also gave up two touchdowns. 
because <laughs> I'm not going to pin that on the defense. <laughs> Number one, because for one of them, the defense wasn't even on the field because <laughs> it was a pick six. But for the other one, the defense was on the field for one play. You know, I'm going to give both of those to King. So he scored as many touchdowns as he gave up. And it looks like he's our starter against Alabama. You know, what Alabama has lacking this year is is a generalized talent base. They're not as domineering a team as they usually are. However, Bryce Young's backup quarterback, the the backup quarterback to Bryce Young, is looking still pretty good. <laughs> you know, they still beat Arkansas for almost the same, like 42 to 23, if I remember right. So we, we scored one more point against Mississippi State than Arkansas scored against Alabama this weekend. There was about 15 minutes in the third quarter where Alabama or where Arkansas managed to score 23 points unanswered and looked like they came roaring back because at that point, Alabama had already had only scored 24 points. But then Alabama went on to score another not quite 24 points, but (laughs) enough. (laughs) It has been pretty crazy across the SEC so far. I will say Uh, the Alabama LSU game was like a comedy of errors watching both of those teams try and be as bad as they could (laughs) (laughs) against each other. And LSU ended up coming out on top because somebody had to win that game. Um, (laughs) Georgia, number one, all world, almost lost to Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. They were down 22 to three. In the third or fourth. Wow. Managed to come back. Ended at 26-22. But yeah, they were losing to Missouri. Like the whipping boy of SEC West. They're like the <laughs> Vanderbilt of SEC West, right? So Vanderbilt is, you know, the whipping boy of SEC East. Uh, Missouri is the whipping boy of the West. And Georgia almost lost to them. They only beat them 26-22. So a lot of crazy... Crazy stuff going down in the SEC. Before that, Georgia looked like Georgia, like just ridiculously dominant. Oh, yeah. But this last weekend, it's like, what happened, Kirby? (laughs) So Alabama not looking nearly as dominant. Florida, who knows? Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. You know, new coach, LSU, same deal. Uh, So, yeah, college football's interesting. Interesting is a word for it. Depressing is another word I'd use it. Yeah. (laughs) Warranting of medication. (laughs) I really tried to have zero hope going into the season. (laughs) I tried as hard as I could. And then I went to the Arkansas game. And just (laughs) the insanity of that game, the wonder of that game, the, you know, being there and seeing it all happen and the craziness and coming out on top and winning – that gave me hope, and I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it had given me hope. <laughs> See, my thing is, is like in college, you're supposed to get these players to improve, and that's not what's happening here. Like, you seem to be exactly where you were week one. Yeah. The only problem is, is that everybody else knows where you're at, so you've made no changes. So everybody else has got you figured out. And you haven't improved at all. There's no, and you're supposed to have a really good coach who's supposed to develop these kids into something. And you got nothing to show for it. Yeah. And so, like, Mississippi game, I, I 
turned it off because it's like I, I can't deal with it. I, I just can't watch the end of it. And that to me is the, the the bigger problem. I can handle losing, but if you're losing in such a way that even I turn the channel, I'm going. That's a bad job. <laughs> yeah. Well, and our defensive teams didn't get any better. Yeah. We were still rushing three men on an offense that is primarily a passing offense. So you have no pressure on the passer, right? No pressure on the quarterback. So he has all day in the pocket to to do the what they call the air raid offense, the Mississippi State air raid offense. Uh-huh. And they did the exact same thing to us offensively that they did last year. Mm -hmm. It was exactly the same. And I get it. We've got a new defensive coordinator, but didn't he at least look at some tapes? I mean, (laughs) well, isn't the point of the new guy is that he's supposed to be better than the old guy, (laughs) right? (laughs) This isn't a job where you got to figure out where things are. No, you're supposed to be there because you can do better than the last guy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what happened to the last guy. I'm thinking, I don't think we fired him. I'm betting he moved on because we stole him from LSU, if I remember right. Because he would have been, he would have been the defensive coordinator. Well, last year was not great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal is. I do know if we, if we don't win more games in the West, then we, if, if we continue on this losing streak, I don't think Jimbo's going to have a job. I mean, as much money, at some point you, yeah, I mean, you have to cut your losses because what's the point? Yeah. And I'll say this very boldly. It's not my money. Right. I didn't put any money into this. I'm not a booster. Right. Like if I give my money to Texas A&M University, it's because it's going to be in tuition money for my kids going there. Right. Because that's going to cost like $100,000 for something really stupid by the time they get to college age. So I'm not going to give them any money until my kids go there unless I suddenly become independently wealthy. Then I'll care. Right. But at that point, I won't care. Right. Fire is get somebody new because I'll pay for it. <laughs> you know? Because like from what I can tell, despite the quarterbacks not being great, they've got nothing to make them look better on that field without a Nia Smith or a chain. There's nobody else there to help out the quarterback, you know, try to look better or be better. I think Muhammad's coming along. I think number one is coming along, but they're young. You're right that we've got a young receiving core, but you got to grow up quick in the SEC. Yeah, you do. There is a part of me that's like, now that we're in NIL space and you're almost guaranteed to have players for more than you know two years, maybe give them a chance to to actually have a full team development and see what that looks like. And maybe it turns out that no, he he can't do that. He's existed in the old college ball way too long. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm mean, just saying, like, I, I shake my head because it's a long journey. That's a long journey. And, and, you know, football in general is a what have you done for me lately kind of kind of, you know, environment. Yeah, it is. You, you spend six days waiting for that game to come around. And then that game comes around and you 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 want to spend the time to watch it. But you want to watch good football. You want to watch a team that can win. Yeah. And we'll go into the NFL. But like, that's where I'm at with my NFL team. Is there at least a team that can win and should win? And sometimes they don't. But, yeah. you know, as long as they look like a team that can win, that's great. But I can't say that about A&M right now. No. <laughs> I mean, it, like you said, it's a comedy of errors. And you're just like, what are you guys doing the other, you know, six days out of the week? <laughs> right. So you guys not practicing? You put out all these, you know, uh, uh, hype videos about the facilities that you have and how great the stadium is and all that. That's great that you got the money to do that. But apparently that money don't mean when it comes to making your players better. Yep. So a lot of disappointment on that on the college side of the ball. NFL wise, uh, I can say at least that my team's doing amazing on its backup quarterback. Cooper Rush is 
three and zero this season, four and zero total. So he started four times in his career, and he's won all four times he started. Our defense is just ridiculously good. Cowboys defense is probably about as good as you can get. You know, we've got guys who are amazing tackles. We've got guys who are amazing at putting pressure on the quarterback. And we've got guys who are amazing at putting pressure on wide receivers without getting uh, flags. And Dallas's defense is, is pretty amazing. On the offensive side of the ball, we've got a lot of weapons. And it turns out our backup quarterback, Cooper Rush, can use them really what you want in a quarterback. Can you use the weapons you've got? And it turns out we've got plenty. And so we're doing pretty well. So I'm, I enjoy watching us beat up on Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say though, is that really a good demonstration of talent trying to win against the Washington commanders? <laughs> Look, it's the NFC least. I'll take what I can get. Right. <laughs> Basically for me, Sunday is making up for Saturday quite a bit right now. We'll see what happens this week. We're playing the Rams. So former Super Bowl championship Rams who really have not been playing that well this season as to why they got trounced by the 49ers 24 to 9. They beat the Cardinals and the Falcons, but they was pretty close with the Falcons and they got destroyed by the Bills in that first game. So they're they're not looking like the, you know, super duper whammadime team that I guess they were in the Super Bowl, but then again, I don't think they were necessarily a Super Whammadime team that got into the Super Bowl. I think they just last year's Super Bowl was was not necessarily the quote unquote best team versus the quote unquote best team. Right. It was the two teams that had won through the playoffs. Right. I mean, really, for football, that's what we kind of all want. That's just how it is. <laughs> well, I mean, the Browns lost a disappointing game to the Atlanta Falcons. It was close. Would we lose by, I think, uh, a field goal or a touchdown, something like that? It was a one score. It was more of just bad play calls, like bad offensive play calls and scheming in general on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Offense, you got the best uh, two running back tandems in the league, and you're on the three yard line and you can't get in. And in fact, I think you turn, I think we ended up. No, it was like fourth and like fourth and goal on the third, and we couldn't convert. We couldn't get it in there. Uh, so on fourth and third, you know, somewhere else on the field, we couldn't convert. That's pretty bad scheming if you can't do that with some, uh, two of the best running backs in the game. And then defensively, just can't seem to. We couldn't stop the run, which is hilarious because that was one thing that we were definitely good at. And we knew they were going to run because they were a run-heavy offense. Because uh, they have Marcus Mariota as their quarterback, so like, yeah, we're gonna run the ball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, you didn't have your two best defenders, so there was some slack there on the defensive side. But for the first time this season, Jacoby Brissett didn't look great. His receivers didn't look great. It was just an off game, and it wasn't that the players did bad. It was just the plays that they were running were badly schemed and they've got to cut out these, these trick plays. They, for whatever reason, and they always do them early in the game. They tried to do a trick play and, you know, I think the NFL's just had enough, you know, they're not, they're not going for it. You know, they're not falling for it anymore. And it's so funny that the, that uh, Kevin Stefanski, one of the most boring people you ever hear in an interview <laughs> thinks, you know, he's going to do something funny, like a trick play and get away with it. <laughs> he's like, give it up, man. <laughs> Yeah. Without Garrett, without Clowney, our defense was awful. I wouldn't say awful, but they're just not improved. Still couldn't protect the secondary very well. Stupid penalties. Not a whole lot, but enough that it mattered. But I came at the end of that game going, 
all right, we lost this team like an NFL team. We lost by making a few mistakes. We didn't lose it by coughing up the ball two possessions in a row and losing, you know, after being up two scores in the last two minutes of the game yeah so we weren't that team anymore so that was nice (laughs) didn't look like a bunch of clowns yeah (laughs) this week we play the chargers we'll see how that goes we get garrett back but we're still without clowny i don't know we'll see you know i don't have high hopes for this game i have okay hopes for this game so we'll see hoping for a good game honestly i think there's a soccer, a major league soccer game. I'm probably gonna want, be more interested in than this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah. uh, something like something of consequence could actually happen. But our, the schedule gets harder from here. We've got the Chargers this week, and then I think it's the Bucks next week, and then it's the Ravens, and then the uh, Bengals. Mm. So it gets more interesting. I say harder, even though the Ravens just lost to the Jets like we did. So that's the hilarious part is even after losing, we're still on top of the the AFC North. (laughs) Yeah, because the because the Steelers also lost to the Jets. Right. Like it's just like the Jets are coming through and being like, what up, B? Right. Like everybody thinks we're terrible. I thought the Jets would beat anybody. Exactly. Like anybody. <laughs> Let alone the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, on the, the upside, we got one thing going for us against the Bucks. Uh, Tom Brady's in the middle of a divorce, so uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe he'll retire by then. Maybe he'll just be distracted. Yeah. That's wanting to play football a little too much. <laughs> I just And he doesn't need to, right? Right. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I, I mean, I do, but I also don't. <laughs> the way it all worked out, he retired, and then what was it? Four weeks later, unretired. Yeah. So you know there was a showdown at like the OK Corral between him and his now ex-wife. Going, if you go, if you touch that door and go back to practice, <laughs> you know, there was that moment that that line in the sand, and he just said he, he just took he rolled the dice and said, "I'll, I'll, you know, I'll call your bluff." <laughs> yeah, you know, funny part is, I think her net worth is actually more than his. Oh, it is. If I remember right, yeah. She's like the number two supermodel in the world. Right. Like, I don't I don't get it, Tom. <laughs> Who talked you into this? That's what I'm wondering. Was it like, was it somebody from the Bucks? Does somebody have dirt on you? And it looks like a man with an addiction because like his face just keeps getting thinner. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so, is somebody have something on you, Tom? Is, is somebody holding somebody hostage? Do you need to blink twice? <laughs> to show us that you're this, being forced to do this is are you like a football vampire like if you don't go if you don't have football for so long you'll die but the only way you'll live forever is by playing football <laughs> yeah i just i don't get why why yeah i don't get it i know this isn't part of our normal talk but i mean it obviously has an effect because tom brady will go down in the history right now as the greatest football quarterback Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Seven Super Bowl championship rings. And he's done it across two different teams yep. over the span of what now almost three decades. <laughs> yeah. Third round draft pick at a, you know, some no name college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> quarterback. Like it was enough. Like, why wasn't it enough? <laughs> you right. Know? Exactly. Why wasn't seven enough? Do you really think you're going to get going to get more? I, I don't know. Like, and maybe he we'll would. see him in another Disney movie where about the Jamaican football team. You'll see what John Candy said in it, you know. If you're never enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. Right. I know Gronkowski retired, and he stayed retired. Yeah. It's like, I'm out. Like I might be dumb, but I'm out. 
<laughs> like I'm, I'm a broken <laughs> down old man. I got man. enough stupid in this state to keep me occupied. <laughs> really, I I do think Florida is the state for Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised because like sometimes I watch these TikTok videos of like guys who who have like these alligator ranch places, alligator touristy kind of things. I'm like, man, now that I'm thinking about it, why haven't I seen Gronkowski in one of these places? <laughs> How does he not own one of these places already? <laughs> right. Maybe have a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> One's got it. He's got one held up in the air with its mouth over his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this little feller. He's <laughs> <laughs> whipping around. <laughs> the gift shop's this way. <laughs> yeah. Check this one out. <sighs> but yeah, yeah. Football was not a good weekend for me last weekend. That, that's for darn sure. <laughs> Sunday helped soothe Saturday, at least for me. And then just real quick, since, you know, we're coming to the end of it. I was talking about soccer earlier Wednesday. I followed the Columbus crew and they were playing in Charlotte and they were up 2-1 in the game. And it gets to the 90 something minute and they let a goal in. And I was just furious, Pat, (laughs) because (laughs) because they've done this not once, but at least five times that I could think of. Where yep. in like the 90 plus plus minute, they have given up the game and you just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I feel that happens a lot in soccer. Like you get to the 90 minute. Oh, my God. And it's infuriating because you're like, how did you go this far with not letting them? And then you just you just gave up. Like, that's the only explanation is you just gave up. You didn't play the full 90 something minutes. <laughs> yeah. Everybody falls apart at the same time. And it's so infuriating. So people like, you know, if you think that soccer is boring, it's not. No, it really isn't. It's a game that goes until the very last second until that whistle blows. And you're not really sure when it's going to blow. And so you think your team may have won. But until that whistle blows, man, you hold your breath. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the same problem I have with uh, baseball and, and basketball is I, I, I can't get reliable coverage for football club Dallas. FC Dallas. Occasionally they're on randomly like Hulu or or something, but it's so hard to watch the games. I just, (sighs) (laughs) I just, I just want my, some local station to show the games on the antenna. (laughs) That's what I want. I can pick them up on like channel 57 or something. Just so I can watch, because I'm local to the city, I can watch them. Well, but. so that was what made me mad about this one is that normally the local channel does play this one, the, the Columbus crew, but it said ESPN Plus had it. And I went to ESPN Plus and it said it was blocked out. I'm like, somebody has to have it. Why can't I watch it? Yeah. And apparently uh, Dish Network and Disney are in a hissy fit right now. So you can't watch Disney stuff, Disney channels which includes ESPN and the Fox stuff on Dish Network, if you have a Dish Network subscription. <sighs> so I had to fumble around. I ended up signing up for a free trial of Fubo TV, which I need to cancel before tomorrow at four. <laughs> but see, it's crap like this that's going to make people go back to cable. Yeah. You say you have it, but you're still going to block you out. So people are going to go, screw it. I'll just get cable. <laughs> yep. It's funny. We tried without cable and then everybody... Turned out to be as awful as the cable folks. So it's like, well, <laughs> if you're going to be as awful, might as well just go back. <laughs> At least then I'll have more choices, per se. <laughs> yeah. And only pay one person. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never eat that choice, but I'll sure as hell want it on the menu, just in case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just in case at four in the morning, I feel like watching a Lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
hey, how else am I going to see Leah Thompson? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get that joke, tune in for our uh, Red Dawn episodes. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, was there any other sports stuff we wanted to cover? <sighs> Nothing going on right now. Uh, hockey kicks off uh, next week, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, that'll be next week. Cool. Well, this will bring it to a close. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, we have a website, patthefatman.com. You can go leave a comment there. There's a button for our Patreon, so you can become a patron if you feel like we're worth a dollar a show we, we will totally take your dollar a show and then hand it over to our editor who edits these things to make them listenable so we do appreciate all the work she does and we would like to pay her and so that if you feel like helping us with that we would really 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 appreciate it these things are obviously not free if they were free they would be much worse quality trust me for those of you who are watching the youtube yeah go listen to the podcast it's much better quality oh, yeah. <laughs> guarantee and uh, I, the Fat Man, have a Twitter now, uh, the Fat Man one two three eight on Twitter. Come say hi. And uh, we've got an email address now, so patthefatman at gmail dot com. So if you want to email us, we have a Facebook page, Pat the Fat Man. Uh, if you want to leave us a comment uh, there, and uh, we appreciate your listenership. That's it. I'm Pat. And I'm the Fat Man. Stay classy. Go Guardians. We are recording it, and we're going to put it up on the channel once we've got the recording done, as well as up on the podcast. So, so I should not pick my nose, is what you're saying. I, well, it's up to you, really. The people listening to the podcast won't see it, just the people who view us on YouTube. Great, so they definitely won't see this line of talcum powder here on the table. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't see it, so like nobody will. Oh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Baby soft. <laughs> <laughs>